All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jake. <laughs> Hi, I'm Parker. And this is this Adult, is adult Theater Kid. 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 Good. <laughs> okay. Parker. Yes. Guess what? What? I'm going to Texas on Sunday. Did you get cast in something? Yeah, I got booked in a movie. So. Ooh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What, thank can, you. what can you tell us? What What are we allowed to know? The movie is now posted on IMDb. I'm part of the cast. It's called The Actor. The um, Actor. Yeah, and I play a, a guy who has a YouTube gaming channel. That's super dope. So are you like a part part? Is it How big is the role? Yeah, I'm a supporting role. Congrats. Do you know what it's going to be released on at all or no? No, <laughs> but the guy, the director's last movie went to the Cannes Film Festival. So he's like a big deal. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's well, pretty cool. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank nice you. Show, how long are you going to be out there? Only for a few days. Uh, I am leaving on Sunday and I come back on the 4th because I graduate on the 5th. And then on oh the my 5th, God. I get to show off my movie that I made and edited that I've been editing for the last two months of my life. What are you doing for the showing? Are you just doing it in class or what are we doing? Yeah, basically I'm going to class and I am telling them, hey guys, here's my website. Hey guys, here's my resume. And also you're going to watch part of my movie because my professor told me that I wasn't allowed to show my full movie, which is annoying. And they're only going to watch like the last five minutes of it, but I'm sending them the link beforehand so they can watch the full movie. And if you're listening to the podcast and want to watch my movie, too bad you can't because it's not released. So <laughs> Will it ever be released? It will, it, but it's got to go through film festivals first. Okay. And so it will be in the next like year. Then you can watch it. Is the thing you sent me today the beginning of your film? Yeah, that's the middle. That's the middle? That's the okay. middle. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's pretty good. I'm not going to say you. anything other than that. Well, yeah, oh, I'm proud of week. you. Stay safe and have fun in, in Texas. Tell me Ooh. about your week, though. You booked. So you got I, got, I got cast. In Rocky Horror, I guess three episodes in, I should like tell the entire world that I'm like really gay. So this Rocky Horror that I talked about on the first or second episode is being done by an entirely trans and queer production team. And they're kind of reimagining the show. I have identified as just overlappingly queer for most of my life. And a dream role of mine is Frankenfurter. And I, you know, typically it's played by a man, man, a femme presenting man, um, or just a dude who will dress up in drag, which is yeah. fine. Iconic part. Seen some great actors. My favorite version of Frankenverter is Tim McInerney from the 1990 production at the Piccadilly in London. That's some fun trivia about me, but it's like my dream part and I thought I would never get to play it. So I was super elated when the director of the show reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to understudy for Frankenverter. So I get to understudy and I get to work with two other really cool non-binary actors and I'm really excited. Woo! Um, Let me ask you a question. What's up? Are you, are you for sure going to do one show? I don't know about that. The way they're doing it is that there's two and a half Franks throughout the show. This is a very different interpretation. Two and a half men. (laughs) Yeah, it's two and a half men. So Charlie Sheen is coming to do our really queer (laughs) Um, I'm so happy for him. <laughs> so happy for him. Just they're telling the story in a different way. And I don't even know the full vision yet, but I think it sounds really cool. The directors, as the way they explained it, is that they wanted to recapture the unpredictability of Rocky Horror mm-hmm. because it's been around so long. Have you ever been to a screening before or to go see it live? Here's the thing no. Okay. <laughs> okay this is exciting yeah so but do you know about like i mean i know about the show yeah you know like the culture around going to see yeah right okay so you know that there are lines that you shout back there are bits there are parts where you throw stuff at the actors or the screen it is rowdy and it's big on audience participation which is fantastic but something that uh the director usually pointed out is i think it's turning I'm going to say 30, 40, or 50. It's turning so many. One of those years. One of those years it's turning. And it's been around for so long. And it's gotten a little rigid with, you know, how you, the audience reacts. And so their their hope is to 
get a little wild with it, get a little experimental and hopefully kind of bring some of that energy back into it. So I'm excited. I'll be an understudy for essentially two and a half parts because each part will have a different interpretation on top of my primary track. Nice. So this is my second understudy role this year. So if you couldn't tell from last episode, respect understudies and swings. They're working so goddamn hard. Yes. <laughs> when is when is the show? We open, I want to say October 14th. So everyone be there on October 14th. Yeah, everyone for, come here. For our podcast meetup. <laughs> podcast meetup. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna meet. Y'all get to meet uh Parker and I will be there, probs. <gasps> oh my god, if you your first Rocky Horror is my show, I'll be so excited. I want it, I want you to figure out if you're gonna do a show and I'll come see you as Frankfurt. Obviously, I don't want any of the other actors to get hurt or sick. But even if I just get a dress show, I would love you to come see it. But tis the life of an understudy in the swing. Sometimes you never get to go on. I recently did an understudy part where I never went on. I yeah. never went. No one ever saw me in it. Can I can I tell my favorite understudy story ever? Yeah. You know this story pretty well. So we did uh, Adam's family together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Am I, am I allowed to tell the story? Yeah, yes. I'm going to tell it. So our guy who played my dad, I played Lucas in the show. He played <gasps> now. Oh, my God. Um, so we got all the way up to the first week of shows. He did the first weekend of shows. And then he got sick. And so we asked the person who was supposed to understudy him. And he said that he wasn't comfortable doing it because he had. No, he said problem. that he didn't actually think he would have to go on. <laughs> so he didn't know it. And so we gave know, it. He didn't know anything. <laughs> we give it to our friend John, and John is the same age as me. And <laughs> I, I think I think I'm taller. I think he's than also John. shorter than you. Yeah, I'm taller than John. And so there's that bit where it's me Wednesday and uh, Gomez standing on stage, and Morticia walks on, and she says, "What are you doing?" And the lines are like, "What are you guys talking about? Uh, the weather, the economy, uh, something else." And so I had the third bit of that, like the hit. And so it goes through Gomez. Gomez says the weather. And then Wednesday says the economy. And then I said, the fact that my dad is the same age as me <laughs> during a show. After that show, we got a, we got a new guy to come in and play Mal, which uh, he did a good job. Yeah, he. OK, remind me. So it was. We did one weekend. Yes, I got sick. And then that. So we did four weekends. So he did one whole weekend, got sick come in on that next thursday and he wasn't able to come in still yeah and so we sent john out he did one show right he only did yeah, one he did one show and, and then i'm the pretty sure i'm almost 80 percent sure that they texted him like three hours prior and we're they like did. yeah and then the i guy think it was played... some super short notice because i know they called john did a great job oh he, he killed it so fast and uh on top of that i i do want to say the other guy who came in after john was also had never, out of the water. had never been in the show. John okay. had been watching it for months. John did a great job. The other guy mm -hmm. came in three hours before the show, never seeing the show before. Never seen Adams. Didn't know. I Well, no, he knew some of us, but a only a bit. couple of us. And then he came in. Did he even know Don? I don't know. I didn't know. It would be really funny if he didn't know Don or. Uh, I mean, that was my first time running things with him. I, I didn't practice with him before. No, if he didn't know Megan, that would make it even <laughs> funnier. <laughs> Megan. Megan at the end of the last show, she full on just made out with uh, Mal <laughs> on stage. Was if you haven't cool. seen the Adams Family musical, spoiler alert, um, the end of act one ends with this number called Full Disclosure. I'm not going to go into detail about like what it's about, but it's about um, disclosure of you things. just tell a secret and basically run down. She does this monologue. I'm old. I want to have sex. And then she walks back to the table and our table, we're, this is a pretty small stage. And it's like, I want to say 10 people that have to be sitting shoulder to shoulder at this table for this full number. So it's very cramped. So she has to get up. She goes to the apron. She does her thing. And then she walks back and Megan is ridiculous. And the part is ridiculous. And so she would kind of like, when she would get back into her chair, she would step into it in a way where she would put her butt in Mal, who was who was like the straight-laced dad character's face. And that's how it started. And then occasionally she would add in falling into his lap. That was really ever as far as it went. And the, <laughs> this poor new guy shows up. 
I, he doesn't know half of us, never seen the show, learned the, the lines that day, um, never ran it. He's, his first run through is that night in front of a full house of people. And we get to this number and I told him saying it'd be really fucking funny if he didn't know Megan because she does the thing where she, you know, she does a wide step over the chair and she sticks her butt out and then she fucking f- falls over. <laughs> so she's staying in character, but she can't like keep up with herself. So she falls over across his lap. So instead of sitting in his lap, her face goes in between his legs and he is beat red. We're all losing it. I think that's the only time I laughed on stage during the I got close some nights with her because after that moment she amped it up every night. The but person that broke me the most was not Megan. Megan did a great job. Yes. The person that broke me the most was Tommy. Tommy so never fucking learned- funny. He never learned the lines for that monologue during full disclosure where he's just talking. He has this like talk where he's trying to be discreet about a secret and he's talking about the fox and a box. But one night, everyone was drinking backstage, right? So so just saying that, put it out there. I don't know if he just, yeah, I don't know if he forgot what animal it was. I but, don't think he forgot. I think he fully was like, this will be really funny. Yeah. So he changed it and said, uh, I don't like saying this word, but it's it's a cat. You can figure out what the word he used was. <laughs> and so, but I know at the end of that monologue, there's another line where he says, I saw the Fox box problem. <laughs> and so in my head, as soon as he said that word, and said, I knew that he was going to say, I have blank problems. And I lost it on stage. The thing is, is that him telling the story and instead of saying Fox, saying pussy, that wasn't, that was funny, but it wasn't break funny. It was funny <laughs> when we knew what was coming and he was trying to say it to Aubrey, who played Wednesday, I still have the pussy problem. And all of us <laughs> clocked. It was like, and 11 shows in at this point so we all knew the scene by heart and we all clocked it a second before he said it and so when he said it he was already laughing (laughs) two minutes later after that monologue and i knew it as soon as he said i knew what he was gonna say my other favorite memory from adam's family we have a lot of adam's family stories is i start the show in the audience and i watch the opening number and then i walk down the center aisle and go up there mm-hmm. so there i always sat, sat in the back and there's these two old ladies that come and sit in front of me and uh there's this really tall guy that sits in front of them and so i could tell during the first opening number they're trying to like look around and they so they clap and they get to the end of the number and i know i'm about to go up on stage and so i tap one of the ladies on the shoulder i'm like hey do you want to like take my seat like because i can see better from here and she's like you sure i'm like she, yeah no i've seen the show she's like are you sure you don't I'm like, don't worry about it. So I stand up, give them my seats. They sit down. They say, thank you. I'm like, no problem. Then I walk up on stage and start the show. And say my first <laughs> in the theater that we did Adam's family in, I don't know. You know, you knew the back. Knew. There wasn't really like a backstage. And so the lobby to get, I mean, you were just in the lobby to enter from the house. And we had a lot of enter from the house moments, which usually go by unscathed like you we started the show in the house and you looked pretty i mean you were looking what like a sweater vest or something yeah i looked fine (laughs) you look like a dude we were in full ghost makeup looked very specific and we started the show in the wing so when places were called we still waited as long as we could to go out but there were always stragglers still entering the theater looking at us being like uh we're like hi (laughs) i love that costume so much because they were my shoes they were my pants all i had to do was put on a shirt and you stole the jacket right oh yeah i still have that jacket that jacket is mine nice thank you Um, we didn't even mention this is adult theater kid after dark so we're drinking (laughs) you both have drinks in our hands adult theater kid after dark what are you drinking before we started i had a moscow mule and now i am drinking Two shots of vodka mixed with a San Pellegrino. You are going harder than me. (laughs) I have Mike's Hard Black Cherry. What an icon. I think uh, from the cans are better than the bottles. I I know that's controversial. 
they're it's better than the cans. I like having those things from my glass bottle. I'll say that. So Jake, today yeah. I have a challenge for you. <gasps> no way. Um, I thought it would be fun if we could do a couple BuzzFeed quizzes about <laughs> theater. <laughs> wow, I can't wait. <laughs> when I say this to you, how does that make you feel? I BuzzFeed has really fallen off lately. It has, but that's why this is really fun. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Okay, we're going to start off fairly easy, and then I'm going to get a little harder. So this one isn't so much a quiz of, like, your knowledge, but this is just kind of to see where your brain's at, okay? So I'm okay. going to say a celebrity, and if you know them, I want you to tell me where, where if you know them for their screen work or their stage work. Now, I can give you examples of the work they've done, but I will only do it if you ask for it because I don't want to, like, say something and then you think of it. You know what I mean? Okay. This is hard for me because I am in both fields, so. Okay. That's why I thought it would be fun. Okay. Starting off kind of difficult, Jennifer Hudson. I know the name. Right. Um, give me examples of work. I don't know, man. Okay. Do you want to hear examples of her work on Broadway or on TV and film? Give me, give me one of each. So on Broadway, she was in The Color Purple. Okay. And on in film, she is known, I would say, most for doing Dream Girls. I would say, I'd have to say theater then, because I, I only know Dream Girls from the play. Right. That's what I yeah. thought. And I know her from the movie, but only because I know the musical. That's yeah. the issue with these. Some of these are kind of unfair. So only 7% of people said that they knew her more from say she's also in a strange loop right now so oh so, so they, only, they only know her from state only seven percent so they know her from state only seven percent 93 percent say that they recognize her from american idol and dream girls which are her two most known things that she's done on on screen okay but dream girls is technically a movie musical yeah it's so it's, and i mean yeah, splitting hairs yeah the next one is really splitting hairs i can't say her last i looked up how to say her last name and i already forgot no offense to anyone. I'm going to say this wrong because I'm a little drunk. Ariana DeBose. Do you know that name at all? No. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. You don't know this person. Do you know Ariana DeBose from her work on Broadway? Examples. Hamilton. Summer. The Donna Summer Musical. Or her work in TV and film. Examples. The Prom. West Side Story. Now, her examples of her film work are Is it the new one? musicals. It's the new yes, West Side Story. Mm -hmm. She's she. I know who she plays. Yeah. She's the... Yeah first queer latinx person too yeah no i would know her from that movie then but interestingly enough 62 percent of people said that they knew her from broadway first 38 said they know her from tv and film are you kidding me really okay, here's a kind of a tricky one hugh jackman okay when i was first introduced to hugh jackman it was as wolverine so i would have to say film to Even be I, honest, to be honest. I mean, it, it's film. It just because, I mean, yeah. I know he does shows. And also, I just got to say it. He took Beetlejuice's theater. So I, I have to say he's a film boy, not a Broadway right. man. I don't even like superhero movies that weren't made in the 1960s and 70s, at least. My first time seeing him, I believe, was X-Men Origins. I think mm -hmm. that was the first time I ever saw him in something. That being said, my favorite roles of his are exclusively his theater roles. Here's another tricky one. Not tricky, but divisive. Yeah. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Here's the thing. Here's the he, thing. Okay, just so I know, just to make sure I got this right in my head. He's from Modern Family. Mm-hmm. But he also originated uh, Leaf Coney Bear. Mm-hmm. I first met him on Modern Family, and I didn't know he played Leaf Coney Bear until I played it. Oh, man, I should have yeah. saved that. I didn't mean to out myself as playing Leaf Coney Bear. You did that the first episode. I did? Okay, never mind. Then you already knew that one. Next time we do Out myself. It's like the first thing you did. Our first episode. <laughs> well, we do 94 94% of people said they recognized him from TV and film. Yeah. 6% said Broadway. And I want to say that the 6% are probably lying. Did you know they're making that into a movie? Take me out? No, Putnam County Spelling Bee. What? Yeah, they're making that into a movie. I'm like, we how are you going to make that? We don't need that to be a movie, actually. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's fun and they can only make it a movie if they cast me. I just, it doesn't work as a movie. We, we'll talk about, no, pause. Let's talk about that. That, no. So much of that show's energy comes from the fact that you're pulling up random audience members 
yeah to be spellers like that's one entire component of it second of all watching all of their psyche unfold on stage in a primitive way because here's the thing about what the movie's gonna fucking do um we're gonna make it actual kids (laughs) well they're gonna make it actual kids so that's one and and even if they don't let's say they go like in a pin 15 direction and they have adults play kids basically it's a limited cast and typically there are some high schools that'll cast out a big cast because they got 30 something kids to put in there but typically there are scenes where lauren schwartz and grubinier she's got two gay dads and they are played by correct me if i'm wrong the guy who plays leaf and and mitch no mitch okay it's the same actor coming on like in most typically a different shirt Well, I thought and I thought the thing you were production- say too is that mm-hmm. they it's all audience participation. Like the first, right. like they pick people out of the audience to be spellers, and they actually right. do spelling questions in the show. My thing is just you have that scene with her parents where it's Chip and Mitch, and then you have the scene where like G- Chip plays Jesus when he talks to Marcy Parks. When my school did it, I mean they had like a basketball hoop prop, and then they turned it around to be the cross that Jesus was on. But it's just Chip Tolentino in his Chip costume. You know, the implication is just that Marcy Park is seeing Jesus. And the beauty of the show is that it, you know, and I I could wax poetic about the, I don't think that Spelling Bee gets the respect it deserves. It's so good. I mean, especially the last song when they're singing second. If you haven't heard it, you should listen to the soundtrack. But it's like, it's really takes you. I feel like it's one of the few shows where they even have like with Leaf, who's like the comedic character, who's just stupid. Eventually you get to a point where you realize these kids are just being horrifically fucked over in one way or another. Well, and then and- they're like, you just root for like, they're, like you want, you, I think the first person you want to win is Leaf. And when Leaf gets absolutely, it, it, it's yeah. heartbreaking. And it I, I had a, a friend, lot. my friend came to see me do that role. And he, he said that he legitimately was very upset when they yeah. voted out because it's, it's hard. My my favorite bit in the show. There is one. There is one actor in the show where his name's Chip, and you kind of laugh that he gets voted out because he's the like I'm gonna win, and then he loses immediately, which is pretty funny. Ah, uh, unfortunate. If you do the show in a PC kind of school, they have an alternate version of that yeah, song. My unfortunate direction. Distraction. So we did that song. We did distraction. The alternate. But but the guy who played Chip had the snack thing where he wore like the thing around his neck okay. and he had, had the box you know what i'm talking about like at concession mm-hmm. stands but at the end of the song he took the thing off of his neck but we had rigged it to where it stayed on his pants well that's the thing that gets me my school did that too where they sang distraction instead of erection but it was more than heavily implied that the issue i mean the script doesn't change it is clearly yeah. an erection but the funny the funniest thing that we did about it at the end is uh and we had the same distraction remember you because we had to be pc but then he reaches in his pockets pulls out white confetti and throws it oh <laughs> <laughs> and then he came out later as our jesus on the hoverboard but so. see that's the other sh- i'm just saying like if they do it as a movie they're going to fucking add all these special effects it doesn't matter how quote-unquote primitive they make the special effects and attempt to still capture that energy Nothing is going to hit William Finn's such a genius. You know what I mean? And when you put two and two together, that the same man who wrote in Trousers, March of the Falsettos and Falsetto Land, which we now know as the Falsettos, is the same man who wrote Spelling Bee. It all makes sense because he's so erudite. He's he he has such a way of explaining things through different POVs. And so I think the show gets such shit because they're like, oh, it's an easy show for high schoolers. It's got unbelievably difficult music that sounds amazing. And yeah. the content is, it's very important. It's got I mean, the deep messages throughout I it. could talk about how each character is so special and individual and they're telling a different story about the pressure that we not only feel as kids, but as adults. William Finn, just the way he works comedy into the script, I think the funniest thing that he does is that Leif Coneybear, every time he gets a word, it's a it's a rodent. <laughs> and so, yes! And he mentioned, isn't it funny how I keep getting North American rodents? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, and it's like, that's the fucking thing. It's like he could. And, yeah, and it's such I a could... funny joke at the end when he gets out. They're like, I'm sorry, that was wrong. 
it, and he's like, you missed the eye and chinchilla. <laughs> and the bringing back that he was, he missed on a rodent again. It's just, it's so fucking funny. I could talk about spelling bee. We should hours. do it. We should do spelling bee. You and I have a lot of feelings about spelling bee. Yes, we do. And I want to do it again. And okay. I know you want to be leaf, but I'd want to be a leaf again. You can be leaf. I would play anyone in that show. I would play literally any part in that show. Anyway, continuing on, Jonathan Groff. Um, okay, well, you see, I know him from, before you answer this for me, I know him because of Kristoff, but also I know he played the king in Hamilton. So, I, I'm going to say Kristoff, so I got a film, I guess. Yeah, I know him because of Spring Awakening, but I don't actually know deep in my heart and soul because I don't know if I saw him first on Glee but that one's actually split almost completely down the middle 51% of people said they knew him from TV and film and to be fair he did do Glee he did do Frozen and he did Mindhunter which is completely non-musical and one of my favorite TV shows and he's fucking incredible in it if you haven't seen Mindhunter it's maybe one of his best performances 49% said that they know him from Broadway. Spring Awakening and Hamilton are pretty big names. Okay, here's one that I feel like I don't even know why this is on here. Sutton Foster. Broadway. I mean, I know she she was... I I know she was on Sesame Street. (laughs) She was on Bunheads and Younger. And here, you want to know something even fucking crazier? 64% said they knew her from Broadway. 36 from TV and film. I feel like that should be way more... People are longing. Okay, how about Idina Menzel? Broadway. That's what I'm saying. 67 yeah. from Broadway, 33 from TV and film. I guess with Frozen. Frozen. Frozen really bumped her numbers. Yeah. Lemonwell Miranda. <laughs> Broadway. Broadway. Didn't, didn't he, 91% did. said from Broadway, 9% for TV and film. He didn't start TV until after he did Hamilton. Right? He voices right. the brother of. <laughs> Let me go back. In Bojack Horseman, um, Bojack's he's mom, he, he's in Bojack Horseman. He, I want to say the character, let me look it up. I think it's Butterscotch, but I don't want to <laughs> say that. Um, Butterscotch, Bojack Horseman. I want to say that's his name. No, I was wrong. Butterscotch is the name of his abusive father. Beatrice Horseman's brother is called... Just type Linwell Miranda. Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack Sugarman is died in the war. <laughs> and he's voiced by Linwell Miranda. <laughs> what made him want to do that, you think? You, I know. You I would do, if anyone asked me to do fucking um Bojack Horseman, I would do it. I mean, <laughs> like fucking I mean, good. When you get to his level, you can literally do whatever you want. I mean, oh, absolutely. He did a fucking episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me. <laughs> you really? No way. He's like uh, best friends with the McElroy brothers. They are tight. Well, and he's also really good friends with Andrew Garfield. I mean, I wish I was best friends with Andrew Garfield. It's Julie Andrews. Film. 93 said from TV and film, 7% from Broadway. Makes sense. He was in Victor Victoria. I didn't even know that. Okay. This is a horrible photo of Josh Gad. I can't show anyone <laughs> it. This is maybe the most unattractive photo you could have picked of this poor man. Okay. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh film immediately. But um, immediately. The funniest story I've heard from Josh Gad, he was on a late night TV show and he was reading a frozen book to his daughters, and he was telling the story where his daughter says dad you have to stop reading every character in the Olaf voice (laughs) he's like it's my voice it's my voice I love when actors kids like comment on their stuff like Mike Myers in an interview the other day where he was like showing his daughter I want to say the cat in the hat or some shit and she's like dad this is boring (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna tell you something I know Josh Gad from Broadway first because I was obsessed with Book of Mormon and then he and Josh Josh motherfucker Josh Gad and Andrew Reynolds both got television shows on Fox at this in the same um, pilot season. And so Andrew Reynolds show was called the new normal. And it was basically about this gay couple that wanted to have a baby and it was them. And then they had their surrogate and then her very strange daughter 
her ex-husband and her super conservative mom and also Nene Leakes, uh, who is a reality TV actor. She's from the Housewives of Atlanta, was Andrew Randall's assistant. It only was on for one season, but basically it was this gay couple was trying to have a baby. Huh. Josh Gad got a show on the same channel in the same pilot season, and I forget what it was called. I want to say it was called like the first son or something about I, the yeah, fuck I, up I, son of the yeah, president, president of the United States. And what was happening in the background of that show is that his sister, who is also blonde, which was the same, like literally looked like the same girl as the surrogate from the other show, she was fucking like a secret, like a secret service agent or some shit. And then she got pregnant. And I love them both dearly. Both of their season finales came out on the same day. And they almost had the exact same plot. The new normal season finale was, and this was, I want to say, before gay marriage was legalized nationwide. I think it was before that had happened. So they're having their wedding, and then their surrogate goes into labor, and then they have a baby. And on the other show, Josh Gad shows someone's having a wedding. Couldn't tell you who's getting married. Someone. Anyway, she goes into labor. They had literally the exact same season finale. It was a bit much. Love them both. Bit much. Yeah. And now he's in fucking everything. So I guess he's famous (laughs) now. Jason Alexander. Me? No, Jason Alexander. Do you know who? Nope. Don't have an idea. You don't know who that is? Okay. Can I give you an example of some of his work? Yep. Okay. Hold the fucking phone. These are horrible. The fuck? Okay, their examples for his work on Broadway are Broadway Bound and Jerome Robinson's Broadway, but his TV and film work is Seinfeld and Pretty Woman, so. Hmm. Hmm. Out of those, which one do I know? Well, it's because he does plays, mostly. That's unfair. Anyway, 9 to 4 said they know him from TV and film. 6% of people are fucking lying. Kristen Chenoweth. The first place I know her from is uh, a show that you've never seen, Good Luck Charlie Brown, because she played Sally. I think I say Pushing Daisies. I'm gonna be like, I have seen Pushing Daisies. No, nope, you haven't seen Good Luck Charlie Brown. Uh, not good, 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 good. I keep saying Good Luck Charlie Brown. Uh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, because I keep getting Good Luck with- Charlie Brown. <laughs> good Luck Charlie Brown. <laughs> I made that joke last episode, and you didn't laugh. You passed over it. I'm gonna say I know her from Broadway. Seventy-five percent of people know her from Broadway. Twenty-five percent from TV and film. Last question: Angela Lansbury. I don't know who that is. You don't know who fucking Angela Lansbury is? Nope. She's in Sweeney Todd. The- oh, okay. Well, yeah, Broadway. Yeah. yeah. 79 to 21. All right. Let's keep going. How'd um, I do? My Broadway boy? You, you're a Broadway boy. So this is a, how many of these terms can you define? Now, I'm going to go ahead and knock some things off that I know that you know. Okay. Cast, crew, prop, backstage. What's backstage? You don't. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Script, director, block. You know what what to block something is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking actors block. I mean, it's a it's a I, thought, I thought of when I read <laughs> it. Dance break harmony. Now, do you know what a pivot turn is? Yeah, I can do one. You always see a pivot turn. I know no one else. Like, no one, no one watching. No I one. I think listening. you you doing a pivot turn on our audio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is I know what a pivot turn is. Okay. I want everyone to know that I'm very bisexual when I say this. That was the gayest fucking thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> Jazz squares, soprano, callback, stage right, downstage, monologue, understudy, accompanist, fourth wall, dress rehearsal, acapella, jazz hands. Do you know what a three-step turn is? Okay, everyone, Jake's doing a very great three-step turn. And Why a don't lot we more have manly. a video version of it? We should Well, we will do that eventually. We have more than like five listeners. We can have a video <laughs> version. Um, do you know what a grapevine is? Yeah, hold on. Hell yeah, he does. <laughs> Man, I should have. Okay, I'm going to get the video for this and put it on our Instagram. <laughs> shit's funny. Okay, you know what it means when someone yells at you to find your light, right? Get in the light. Don't be over here and where it's like, uh, the spot's over here yeah. and then I'm here. You know what striking is. You know what cast recordings are. You know what Hell Week is. You should wait, know what this wait, is. Wait, wait, with striking, I have a bit. There's a video of me. I was in a movie and I had, oh. a, I had a bit. Where every time someone would say striking, I looked directly into the light. And so there's one that was like in a really, really intense light. And I never did it again after this because it almost blinded me. 
icons. <laughs> I, I'm gonna send that video to you if I can find it. So we can post on. You Instagram can sit too. down. There's no more dance themed ones. Uh, when I did Spring Awakening, I played Marta. Before we did the number Touch Me, I was supposed there's a scene before Touch Me. And then we went to blackout. And then I was supposed to go to the edge of the stage and sit down on the edge of the stage. And it's a fairly small corner for my little foot to fit on already. Yeah. And I had requested, and you know, in college, the freshmen kind of get the grunt tech parts, you know, yeah. which is shit like putting down glow tape. Well, the, the freshmen, bless their heart, put down the glow tape, but no one told them that you had to like charge glow tape. Oh, no. So opening night's going on and we got full lights down and I'm looking, I it's an abyss. I can't tell, I can see my feet and then black. <laughs> Fully almost stepped off the stage. There is, I did Into the Woods and uh, there we had this weird set where it was a book, but it would roll out. So it was like an, it led to an eight foot platform. Okay. And so at the end of the show, we all go to our poses and uh, our little red runs up this ramp and it's on tape. She uh, runs up the ramp and falls off the platform. It's like a six foot drop. <laughs> but the funniest part is like, you know how it's like everyone sings into the woods and out of the woods and home before dark and then bump. I so wish she... she fell on the bump. So it's <laughs> home before dark and then you hear and we all turn our heads. We all, so we all turn our heads when she falls because I mean it was loud and it hit it happened right. and, we all look, and then we hear Cinderella say I wish and then all of us pop our heads back out to the crowd but you all look horrified yeah and it, it's on tape <laughs> so we, we have the tape of it it's so funny we did you're in town in high school we had I don't know how tall it was so let's say it was six feet and a couple inches at least it could have been taller it yeah. was quite tall platform and then stairs and it was made that like bobby would be on one platform and hope would be on the other and then like the ensemble would separate them like dramatically yeah during the height of that act one finale and little sally's on the platform with bobby and this is like this girl named Raina. And we were, it was like the last time we were trying to run that number that night. And so anyone will know if you've done a rehearsal, you will usually film one of your dance throughs, you know, just to have it on film and then you'll never watch it again. So, yeah. you know, I think the stage manager was filming us doing the, you know, blocking and choreography for Act One finale. And we are separating the two platforms and Raina just falls off. And it's, <laughs> really it's on video and I watched it like a thousand times and it's really funny because she doesn't like like it's the most quiet fall ever she doesn't like yell she just I mean she fell on people so she didn't like fully fall six or seven feet she fell onto people but I mean she didn't even go ah it's just her <laughs> you see her form drop <laughs> and people go oh. so that's fun you know what a side is you should know what a side is yeah you know what a 16 bar cut is you know what a swing is Yep. Cheating out, blackout, call time, mirrored. You know what a pas de bourree is? Pas de bourree isn't the... Hold on, it's a dance move. Yes. Yes! Okay. Check you out. Yeah. For everyone who doesn't know, he just did a great pas de bourree. Okay, let's see if you can answer this. I looked at this quiz earlier, and I don't actually know what the fuck this is. I'm ready. You know kick the box means? Is it just kicking it out of the way? I don't fucking know. I Googled it and I got nothing. All I got was rugby articles. That's, it's fake. You know what a slate is? You know what a headshot is? You know what thank you five is, right? Yeah. You know what a fight call is? Yeah, it's where you fight before the show. You know what a proscenium is? It's the edge. It's the thing that holds the curtain back, isn't it? It is like the picture frame to your stage. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. And then we had a false proscenium for James and the Giant Peach and it was huge and it looked like a peach. Okay. Yeah, not all theaters have a proscenium. I think we have, no, we don't have one. We don't have one. Yeah. Playhouse. You know what an apron is? It's the edge of the stage. Uh, it's in front of the proscenium. Yeah. Adjudication. Nope, don't know that one. Cool. Adjudication is if you are doing a theater festival, that is what they call judging because it sounds better than judging. Do you know what a birdie is? A what? It just says birdie. A birdie, tried, Isn't that, that's a term in golf. That's <laughs> what I thought. And then I Googled yeah. it for theater and all I got was bye-bye birdie stuff. So don't know what that is. 
You know what a sight line is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. <laughs> you know what a sight line is? You know what the yeah. first play is? <sighs> Beat me out here. So people think I said it. You know what a sits probe is? It's where you sit with the musicians and they play all the music and you sing along. Yeah, so that's the rehearsal where you, yeah. You the it's a ghost light. It's the one light you put on stage to keep spirits away. What's a periactoy? It's like a pterodactyl toy. No. You don't know what a periactoy is? <laughs> no. They are a set piece that has three sides that you can spin. So that way, instead no. of bringing new set pieces on, they yeah. function as multiple set pieces. I just hit this table with my chair, so that's going to be a bump in your audio. I love that. Do you know what a 10 of 12 is? No. 10 of 12 is a tech rehearsal where you work 10 out of 12 hours. Uh, you're, you've been, you got 52 out of 58, correct? You're a professional theater kid. What can I say, guys? I'm just uh, a professional, I guess. Okay. BuzzFeed claims these musical lyrics stump even the biggest theater kids. Try nope. and give it a go. You don't think you're going to win it? Hit me. I'm ready. I can do okay. it. And the things we do today will be tomorrow's news. Your options are fame, newsies, come from away, and Hamilton. I did that show, newsies. Correct. It's the world will know. Do you want me to give you the options of the shows or you want me to just like kind of let you think on it? And then if you ask, I can give you the options. I'm, I think I'm going to be stumped on those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask for options, but I'm going to have to ask for them. If there ever was a perfect couple, this one qualifies. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, Legally Blonde. Yep. You got me. And oh, my God, you guys. Is, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. I just want to dance with you. Falsettos, The Prom, Avenue Q, or Grease? Prom? Yep. It is the song dance. So far, this is very fucking easy. I, that one, I had to take a little bit of a guess. I knew it wasn't Avenue Q. If you don't get this one right, this could be the start of something new. It feels so <laughs> right to be here with you. Hmm. <laughs> what could this be? What could it be? Uh, Bring spelling the awakening, mayhaps? <laughs> no, it's High School Musical. HSM, baby, start of something new. Start of something new. Okay. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. The Lion King, the Jungle Book, the Aristocats, or Frozen? Will you read me the options one more time? The Lion King, the no. Jungle Book. Maybe. The Aristocats? Yeah. Frozen. It's, it's Aristocats. Okay. All right. Well, it was the Jungle Book. The no! Cities. I've done that show. Bare necessities. The simple bare necessities. I wasn't in that song. Okay. A robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest. Mary Poppins, Into the Woods, Cinderella, or Sleeping Beauty? Come on. Are you kidding me? It's not Into the Woods. Um, I don't think it's Cinderella. What were my other two options? Mary Poppins or Sleeping Beauty? That does sound like some nonsense Mary Poppins would say. Is that your final guess? No, I'm going to no. go Sleeping Beauty. Really? Yeah. The Sleeping Beauty isn't a fucking musical. It was um, a spoonful of sugar. I. Okay, I don't like Mary Poppins. I've seen the stage show a couple times, and it's just, I'm sorry if you're in it. Everyone that I saw was in it was fantastic. The show itself is garbage. It is so long and boring. There's so many shows that are garbage, but like the music's good. <laughs> that okay. show, I don't know why people love that show. It's like, ah, oh, it's so good. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it's I hate the song. Pra- Every time I hear Practically Perfect, 10 years get shaved off of my life. Mm. Um, nothing you could say could tear me away from my guy. The Sound of Music, The King and I, Finding Neverland, or The Sister Act. Okay, I only... <sighs> I love Finding Neverland. It's not in Finding Neverland. Um, mm-hmm. Tear me away from my guy. It's what sister. Sis, I'm gonna say it's sister act. I think they're talking about God. You're right. It's my guy. My God. <laughs> Knew it. So the song "My Guy" is actually like a pop song from the 1950s, 60s, but hmm. they changed it to be "My God." It's astounding. <laughs> 
time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. It sounds like Alice in Wonderland, but I don't think that's what am I asking? Wait, you really not fucking oh my god. Beetlejuice, the Adams family, Little Shop of Horrors, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm Remy flabbergasted Pope. right now. You really Remy. don't know where this is from? Oh, is it Adams Family? No. Read me the quote. Read me the quote. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. I was in Little Shop. It's not Little Shop. I'm astounded right now. What is Beetlejuice, it? Beetlejuice, The Adams Family, Little Shop of Horrors, or The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Is it Rocky Horror? You told me it's not Rocky Horror. I did not say that. Is it Rocky Horror? Yes, it's the fucking Time Warp. You know I don't know the show. You, <laughs> you don't know it, period? I just thought you hadn't, like, gone to a screening. Have you never no. seen it? No, I've seen I've seen one number. I've seen the <gasps> they, when they refilmed it. Baby. With uh, Victoria Justice. Oh, sometimes. Okay, I, I can't read it the way I want to. Sometimes you have to be a little bit naughty. Can I, let me read it to you the way I want to have it read. Okay. Sometimes you have to be a little naughty. <laughs> Is it Sweeney time? No, it's Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> you got a 73. So okay. you're a Broadway super fan. That's what I got in Spanish, so it's fine. Here's a fun little checklist. Hey, fellow theater kids, check off everything you've done. Let's see how many theater kid things you've done, Jake. I'm ready. Have you taken voice lessons? Yes. Taken dance lessons? No, I have not taken dance lessons. I'm a park and bark. Gotten headshots done? Yes. Have you purchased character or dance shoes before? I have. Filled at least one binder with sheet music. Yes. Filled multiple binders with sheet music. Yes. Gotten a call back. Yes. Gone to a dance call. Yes. Had a <laughs> stage kiss. I've seen you make out with people on stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you had your first kiss on stage or in rehearsal? No. I was meant to. And then <gasps> in Little Shop of Horrors, we cut hey, the give kiss. Give me the tea. Wait. They cut Aww. the kiss because uh, the girl didn't want to kiss me. So I was like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've only ever kissed. Yeah, I've only, I think I've only ever kissed one person on stage. Let me count. <laughs> I've kissed. Uh, do we count film? Yeah, I'll count other. anything. Five. Okay. You've had five different people. Different people. I've, I've done, I've done certain shows. Like right. I did two shows back to back where I kissed the same person, but in two different shows. Right. I've had two. I did a short film that I've never seen where I kissed a girl and I liked it. <laughs> and then I did cabaret and I kissed uh I mean the most literally like the most yeah. peck on the cheek kiss. That's the only thing I've ever done. Uh when I was in high school, my high school boyfriend and I did I shall scream. It was so embarrassing for me because I wasn't, I didn't, I hated, I hate PDA in general. I don't like, yeah. PDA makes me want to crawl out of my skin. It would mortify me. And so when we got cast to do Widow Corny and whatever the fuck the other character's name is, and literally the song, I sh if you've never seen Oliver, is it's just the guy being like, we should fuck. And she being like, oh, I can't. And then they fuck. I was so embarrassed. I wanted to crawl into a hole and die. Every time I had to do it, I would go on stage. I was beat red. It was when I did a, <laughs> when I went to like actual school, not homeschooled when I was in 10th grade, there was this girl and her boyfriend in our theater company. We had this giant sign that was for Bye Bye Birdie. And it was just on the side of the uh, side of the theater. It was our high school theater. Mm -hmm. And they went behind the sign and they were doing naughty things behind the sign. And uh, so uh, the teacher runs back there and we see, oh, bleep up, bleep out his name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad guys. Sorry. You know who you are. But he ran out from behind the sign with his pants down, pulling his pants back up. Everyone in the theater map was so mad at him because then we all got punished because we had to disassemble this sign because he kept going back there doing things with his girlfriend. I'm like, ah! like are you kidding? And then he, uh, he just disappeared when we had to take the sign down I'm like and so they made me undo that sign and i was Dude, so mad i did uh, it have you ever been in a showmance 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have definitely applied stage makeup or special effects makeup. Yep. Have you gone on vocal rest before? <laughs> yeah, all the time. I drink still do. Throat, drink throat coat? I hate it, yes. I've never had throat coat. It's disgusting. But also when I had it for the first time, I never had alcohol. So you don't know what a 10 of 12 is. So I this question is, have you survived a 10 of 12? But you didn't I have. I, I definitely didn't know have. the terminology. I didn't know you the ever term, played but I've had zip, long zap, days. zop. Yeah. Zip, zap, zap. zap. Have yeah. you ever had an opening night ritual with your cast? Yep. Work lights or sounds for a show? No. I've okay. only I when I grew up doing theater, there was uh, the set guy that built all the sets. He's like, Jake, how do you not know how to do like the drill? You've been in theater for like eight you don't years. Know how I'm to like, do the drill. Like my, my guy, I, I don't know how to do it. Never touched the drill. Yeah. Um. Have you ever designed or sewed costumes? I had to sew a pillow in theater, and it, I got a D on that project. The hard no for me. Have you ever helped paint a set? I have. I hate it. It's the worst. Help strike a show. I have. Yes. Had to erase all the notes and blocking from your script. I'm the bad one. I don't do it. You just don't fucking do it. No, I just. I, just I, le- I put the notes in a completely different notebook. Wait, wait, Parker, Parker. This is a visual thing. I'm sorry for her. Damn, we have so many visual gags in this episode. Look. Who is she? Into the woods. Little shop. Damn. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Were you supposed to return those? Yeah, but like there's also this neat little thing. I'm going to show everyone. If you're listening, you get this little knowledge. You can just buy it for 25 bucks. You don't have to return it. You'd be like, hey, here's $25. I'm sorry. I lost it. I'm keeping it. Yeah. I have a Newsies one somewhere. I don't know where it's at. Okay. I lost the thing we were doing. I made a mistake. No, I'm going to fix my books while you find it. Hey, so I just got a text message from Sydney, who is uh, our number one fan, who's also my <gasps> editor. And she said, hey, I just listened to the second episode. And dude, your Beetlejuice voice is so good. What the it's hell? It's so good. Thank you. Uh, you see, I just really <laughs> want to play Beetlejuice someday. So uh, you can do yeah. one performance a week. Okay, I accidentally hit the go back button and completely lost the thing we were doing and I can't find it again. But what I did find is an article called um, 19 of the most cringeworthy audition horror stories you'll ever hear. And I feel like we should probably read that, right? So it starts with a zinger. Colleen Robinson says, a director friend of mine likes to talk about a woman who came into an audition wearing a long skirt. (laughs) She performed a song with a big belt at the end. And when she got to it, her tampon shot out and hit the floor. Oh, no. (laughs) He swears that really happened. I do not think this is the truth. That's... Uh I could go on a soapbox about how the pelvic floor can make things come out of your vagina, but I don't know about a tampon. Uh, <laughs> one of my first non-school auditions, I auditioned for Prospero in The Tempest and had to do the scene where Prospero is scolding Caliban and intense angry scene. I felt a chill on my body. I figured it was my adrenaline running high. After I got off stage, I realized my jeans had ripped right at the back pocket, exposing a good portion of my ass. (laughs) I want to say our second dress rehearsal for Cabaret. So my costume, the costume her ordered it from like Uzbekistan or some shit. Don't ask me. I don't know. And so by the second dress rehearsal, I still didn't have it. Um, We opened in like two days and I was still going on stage in whatever I came to rehearsal on that day. And I... And I, you know, I kind of, I go in and out of hippie phases. So I was wearing a pair of harem pants and like a tank top. If you don't know, harem pants are like, they're kind of loose in like the crotch and upper leg and then they get tighter. Yeah. And I'm sitting on the stage and I stand up and my pants got caught. This is the second time this has happened. I just realized this has happened to me fucking twice. So I'm at this rehearsal and I stand up and I rip my fucking pants open on a nail and I'm like, well, I don't have any other fucking pants. And it's tech. It's not like I'm going to go back to my apartment and change pants. Like, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly major part 
So I yeah. just pinned my pants shut and I made it happen. But my ass was definitely out for a good portion of that show, of that run. So. And I just remember this happened during fucking Adams. I remember it. I sat down on our fucking stage in a pair of sweatpants and I stood up and I ripped a huge hole in my ass. And Buddy was like, Harper. luckily had a spare but jesus (laughs) the best the best story i have it's from uh wizard of oz now this story is three stories kind of but all in the same show my friend alex played our lion (laughs) and so there's not even joking 103 people in our cast of wizard of oz 103 that's too many people. Yeah, there's a lot of little munch- munchkins in our show. That's a lot but of people. He stood up and ripped his pants in front of the 103 people. So he had to leave. And our director, where the hell is Alex? He ripped his pants. He had to go home. So the next week, we have another rehearsal. It's just the main four of us. And we're at a dance studio. And he rips his pants again. But the rip was so bad. That it was all the way around his pants. So he just took his pants off for that whole rehearsal. Like, fine. It's a boxer's rehearsal. It was, it was a boxer's rehearsal. The, but the funniest story is we're in, we're in dress rehearsal. And you know, we have those quick changes of like leaving our Oz self and going back to our like, farmer selves. Right. So he runs out there in his overalls. And we're doing the last scene. And he puts his arm around me. Like, we're all looking down at Dorothy. Like, oh, we're having a good time. Right. And his overalls and you were just... There. Yeah, and it's overall snap, <laughs> and they fall to the ground. Do you have a shirt on, or is it just nipples? Oh, it was, he had a shirt on and underwear. Thank God. But he continued the scene nipples. without picking up his overalls. We just finished the scene with his pants down. Nice. And I'm losing it, and he's just just having a solemn moment with his pants down. I'm like, man. Nice. Yeah. Um, my sophomore year, I did Grease and I rented my costumes and one of the costumes I wore had like a snap in the front. I'm at the front of the stage dancing like the fucking hand jive or some shit. And I'm pretty sure all I have on is like a bra and the fucking thing just bursts open and I flash the entire audience. I was nothing short of mortified. Okay, can I read you one more because it's really important to me? Yeah, go for it. When I was a freshman in high school, I went out for my first high school play. I did a monologue from Anne Frank for my audition. And when I arrived at the audition, I realized the play was a comedy and my monologue wasn't funny at all. I decided to add a joke at the end of my monologue. After a long-winded speech about how life is beautiful, I slowly looked up at the sky, yelled, is that bread? Am I high? And left the stage. I got the smallest role in the play that year. <laughs> oh, no. I have a reverse of this where when I went to my first ever high school audition, I had brought a comedic monologue. We were doing fucking Shrek and I brought a comedic monologue and I get there and everyone's doing these like really emotional gritty, like my friend died in a drunk driving accident and I have trauma. And I was like, my monologue is not dramatic enough. So I decided to like write one on the spot about something traumatic i didn't get cast um aubrey got a lead one time she came in and they were like do your monologue and then she forgot it after the third word and just went ah and she still got the lead so is monologue important these are questions not really i don't know why we have monologues i wish they just let you read from the script i think they're kind of dumb (sighs) just let me do a cold read all right three episodes down Hey, we got to end with our the bit that we do every show. Right. What's our bit? What What's the question? That I give you a role. And yes. You have to tell yes, me yes, 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 yes. What, what is it? What, 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 what? Do you think I could play a lock stock in You're in Town? Yes. Although if I were casting You're in Town, I would probably put you as Bobby. I want to be Bobby. I just think lock stock is so fun. Lock stock is very fun, but you're very cute. Thanks. I, I will always look at you and go, oh, he's a cutie pie. He gets to be the cutie pie characters. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, we have a business email. Oh, my and- God. Okay. Let me do all the, we have to do the business stuff. Okay. Um, business, business stuff. Business, business, stuff. Business. business, business. Okay. If you are one of the, like, 200 people who have listened to this. Yeah, it's like 200 people. But 200? What? Yeah. only We have about, like, 200 individual listens, so... Um, if you're one of those people 
and you want to share something with us, whether that is a cringy story or something mildly traumatizing, you can email your story to us at theater kid. Nope, hold on, already fucked up. <laughs> we shouldn't have drank for this. You can email us at adult theater kid pod at gmail.com. Now that is A D U L T T H E A T R E K I D P O D at gmail.com. So we spell theater the proper the fans, way. The proper way. Theater. Uh, so you can email us there. Just I don't know, put whatever the fuck you want in the subject line and we'll read it. Um, Check us on Instagram. We're on Instagram at, is it what, at Adult Theater Kid Pod? We should know this. (laughs) Man, we're really good at this. And we're gonna have a TikTok when I am not adult. Adult Theater Kid period pod. So, same as the email, follow us there and then we're gonna have a TikTok eventually. So that's all the, the fun tea. As a reminder, you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Stitcher, literally anywhere podcasts are sold. Except for Wondery. Except for Wondery, which is an Amazon brand. Um, we'll get there can, eventually. If you are listening to this third episode and you like it, um, first of all, go to therapy. Second of all, uh, maybe leave a review. Um, there's only one time. review right now that's got words on it and it's, and it's your <laughs> <laughs> so maybe review it and if your name is sydney our biggest fan we love you yeah thanks all for right. editing my movie all right cheers jake cheers Ta-ta. bye bye i'm gonna go eat some food i'm gonna go to bed that's it.